The Department of Health and Human Services protects the personally identifiable information of more than 100 million people. It's got to defend a sprawling network against a growing number of intrusion attempts. But the Inspector General for HHS says the agency must also prepare for emerging threats such as ransomware. For what they're doing, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with the Assistant Inspector General for Cybersecurity and Operations Audits, Tamara Lilly. The OIG realizes that protecting HHS data, systems, and beneficiaries from cyber threats is a top management and performance challenge. And to address this challenge, a team was formed, a multidisciplinary team was formed, composed of auditors, evaluators, investigators, and attorneys. And what we focus on from our different perspectives is how do we combat and assist or how we assist through combating against these cyber threats that exist. The team that I directly oversee, the Office of Audit Services, Cybersecurity and Information Technology Divisions, we conduct independent cybersecurity and IT audits of programs, grantees, and contractors. And what we do is we take a three-pronged approach when it comes to combating cyber threats. What we focus on is assessing existing IT controls. We also promote and foster risk management implementation. What we want to see is that the agencies or the operating offices are focused on identifying proactively vulnerabilities through assessment and then establishing plans on the front end based on their risk tolerance to hopefully prevent or minimize any risk to their environment. As equally important is resiliency. We all know that security is not 100%. So what's important when you cannot prevent and even though you detect you have to recover from any incidences that occur, especially in the cases of recent ransomware attacks. So we want to focus on what plans exist and what they're doing to prepare and practice for that day that for many has come and gone over and over again. With regards to trends we're seeing at HHS and just in general in the cybersecurity world, we're seeing more and more malware in terms of the, we're all familiar with ransomware, And that's malware that compromises the integrity of systems by encrypting and destroying. And what we're seeing more and more lately is exfiltrating the information. To our surprise, over the last year, another type of malware called Trojan malware has become even more popular. And that acts a little different versus the short-term game of money or requesting money and obtaining money for encrypting and preventing the victims from getting to their data. The focus of these Trojan malware is long-lasting attacks that harvest data, intellectual property, and other financial information. And what that does, and it also works with other ransomware or other types of malware to be equally or even more devastating. And then what is on the cusp is mobile device usage and cloud-based usage and IoT, Internet of Things. All of these newer technologies are allowing people, allowing the doctors, medical officials to be able to share information, share medical information more easily. But unfortunately, they also are very prone to cybersecurity risks such as not being able to protect those devices or those environments adequately. So those are just some of the things that we're seeing and what we're trying to do as an organization to help address those cyber threats at HHS and its entities. Just actually kind of circling back to a point you'd made very early in the conversation 
about this being a multidisciplinary team. Can you break down what the approach is and, and what really the multiple disciplines are that you guys are taking to approach this problem? What we have found is no one set of eyes can generally provide the landscape or provide the expertise needed to address such an important topic. So within the OIG, we have four entities that are focused from their specialties. As I mentioned, the Office of Audit Services focus on the cybersecurity and information technology audits. But assisting us in working collaboratively across larger offices of the OIG is the Office of Evaluation and Inspection. And this office conducts broad evaluations of HHS cybersecurity-related programs. They tend to look at topics that help to further our understanding of the various parts of medical area and medical devices and medical approaches, as well as inspect in a more detailed way some of the avenues and processes in place. The Office of Investigation, specifically the Computer Crimes Unit, they conduct criminal investigations concerning allegations and incidents that affect HHS programs and operations. It's primarily involving violations of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. And the fourth part of our multidisciplinary team is the Office of General Counsel. And what they provide is the legal expertise we need to ensure that our cybersecurity work is grounded in the requirements that the work that we do is supported by what's required either by federal agencies or entities that are responsible for providing guidelines and requirements to the federal government. Returning back a little bit to the ransomware part of the conversation, you kind of outlined that as an emerging kind of trend, but what solutions is the IG office seeing to mitigate these kinds of threats? With regards to ransomware and the solutions, what we're finding is that the techniques and tools are not new necessarily. It's the victims and the targets that have become included in the scope of the adversary. So in the way of solutions, happy to say and report that many of the existing solutions to mitigate cybersecurity vulnerabilities and risks also apply in the mitigation of ransomware. So things such as blocking all known indicators of compromise, and just as its name implies, an indicator of a bad event that has occurred in the past. If there are signatures associated with those past compromises or indicators that are associated with those past compromises that have been documented and then are shared amongst the cybersecurity community, and we want to make sure that the systems that are operating are aware and those who are responsible for those systems are aware of those indicators and blocking anything that appears to be of high confidence in terms of a compromise. And then we go back to tried and true, cybersecurity awareness training. You know, how do you identify phishing emails, which are usually the vector, the threat vector that is used to entice employees or users to click on links that result in malware being attached to or attacking the systems that we're trying to protect. So, as much as it's been done over and over again, it still remains an important avenue to end the first line of defense in preventing compromises. There are also internal protections that we advocate and that we check in our audits and evaluations to ensure are in place and operating effectively, such as antivirus and malware software, making sure that that antivirus and malware software is in place 
and it's current because what that does is it includes those indicators that we are seeking and it checks on a regular basis for those indicators. And it, once it's detected, it takes actions or signals actions to be taken to prevent infections. We also look at and advocate tight access control management or what some refer to as users' rights. There is more than ever with all the connectivity, the ability to access large volumes of sensitive information. So what we highly encourage and we reinforce with HHS entities is the need to carefully decide who should have access to what and to limit that access to only what employees need to perform their duties, as well as to continuously review that access or at least routinely review that access to make sure that it's still needed in order to perform the jobs that they're performing, that they need to perform, and other system-level activities such as ensuring that the operating system and other programs that reside on these computers and networks are up-to-date and current because the goal is that with the issuance or the updating of the operating systems and programs, the current release to address some of the weaknesses that were vulnerable to attack. So when you keep them current and by patching, updating, what you do is you limit the ability to be subject to known vulnerabilities and threats. And one of the others is just on the back end in terms of backing up, being able to recover. If you can't prevent it and should you need to take steps to restore, you need to be able to have adequate policies and procedures in place that tell you how to back up and when it's time to recover from an event. Tamara Lilly, the Assistant Inspector General for Cybersecurity and Operations Audits at the Health and Human Services Office of Inspector General. Speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.